SAFM 104 to 107 nationwide. Leading the conversation. Hashtag SAFM Headspace. Welcome back and thank you very much for sticking around. You're still listening to the Headspace. My name is Nayel Upondwa. Now we are together until midnight. Thank you. Thank you, Phineas. You've sorted out my headphones. All right. So um, on The Guardian and um, referring to The Guardian, not the South African male and Guardian. This one is the Guardian that is not in South Africa. The headline reads, The Great Escape, How Donald Trump Survived impeachment how did trump how did uh, ben you're working on my yeah there you go will historians find donald trump uh impeachment remarkable because republican politicians turned a blind eye to such egregious wrongdoing and acquitted him or will they find it remarkable because it was the last time the last time a cater of Republican officials publicly turned against Trump. Well, while most of the career civil servants who defied the president by testifying in the impeachment inquiry do not publicly identify as Republican, many were Trump appointees with strong, strong Republican ties, while other key figures, such as former National Security Advisor John Bolton, are wizened party wingers. In the end, only one elected Republican, Mitt Romney, voted against Trump, making the question of his ultimate survival of impeachment not even close. So while Trump will forever be an impeached president, his acquittal should count as a major political win, right? Well, we do have uh, Tempe Safagude, as I said, Al Jazeera researcher, analyst from Al Jazeera Center for Studies in Qatar, Doha, and he is also a columnist, Middle East Monitor, London, United Kingdom. Uh, Tembisa, good evening to you, and thank you very much for agreeing to talk to us. Thank you. So, in your take, from your perspective, what do you make, first and foremost, of this acquittal? Many were of the view that it's going to happen anyway. After all, the majority is Republican, so they most definitely will vote for an acquittal. But was it just as cut and dry as people are suggesting? Well, I think the most important thing was that we need to understand that this was the media show. And contrary to what many analysts have said, uh, that it was a victory for Trump, it is actually was a victory for the Democrats because they've managed to permanently taint the name Donald Trump uh, for the rest of his life or as a politician, even post uh, his political career, will always be known as one of the few American presidents that were impeached. So this is not going to go away. Uh, two is for those people who are smart enough in the United States um Trump actually was exposed for who he really is. You have a number of people, quite respected uh, leaders within the Republican Party, who have not actually said that the telephone call between uh, himself and uh, President Zelensky of Ukraine was actually correct. Um, they've run short of, uh, of, of deeming that conversation as an appropriate uh, conversation. He 
did commit certain wrongs, as Mitt Romney uh, properly explained um, yesterday when he was asked to uh, to, to 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 say his uh, his concluding remarks uh, at the House uh, yesterday. So it's not a victory for Trump, as most people would like to believe, um, because of that one. Uh, secondly, I think what happened today after after the um, whatever we want to call it, because he, nobody knew what the gathering was, which happened about an hour and a half ago, where he called all of his supporters and people who supported him during this impeachment trial, basically to thank them. Uh, he called it a celebratory gathering. He made a lot of uh, unprecedented statements, uh, used very foul language uh, in, in trying to describe some of the Democrats who actually initiated these proceedings. So that was, to me, a, um, a not a not a very good speech. Uh, uh, no, uh, did that gain any uh, additional support for Trump's um, for Trump's current situation as the president of the United States, leading to the elections in November? Well, um, um, perhaps let's let's step back a little bit. Trump is not the first president to be impeached. We do have one of the most famous. He's still canning it. He's still making a whole lot of money in spite of the fact that he was impeached. And by that, I'm referring to Bill Clinton. Surely, whatever impeachment may mean in terms of the definition, it has not impeached his reputation. His reputation, as would be the case with Bill Clinton, still has and is still earning him copious amounts of money, of speaking fees, and he's recently written a book. So impeachment really is, in and by itself, not symbolic of tainting your reputation, if Bill Clinton's impeachment is anything to go by, is it? Well, it is. Uh, I mean, it's not, it's not a very nice title uh, to have as a former president of, 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 of any country, for that matter. Uh, but in this case, to be to be known as, I mean, Bill Clinton. Yes, I agree with you. Uh, he's a lovable fellow, and he continues to make money. But he remains a, a president was, that was uh, that was once impeached. And what and would that be? I, I what, don't what? think that I don't think that sits, sits very well with him. It is a negative. I mean, if you're going to have uh, only three presidents in American history to impeach, it's not a very nice, uh, not a very nice title to have. It, it may not be a nice title to have, but I don't know what's so unnice about it. What? How, how would it inf- affect him? How would it impact what? his reputation? Again, if we're talking about reputation, we're talking about your capacity to continue doing what you'd like to do without any of that, quote-unquote, impeachment uh, derailing your, 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 your plans. And I'm, I'm using the example, the most recent of these three is Clinton. His impeachment has not tainted his capacity to make money. And that's what all these guys want to do when they leave office. They want to go around talking and writing books and making money. So who cares if he was impeached? Because impeachment doesn't mean that you really are. And after all, and I want to take a break. When we come back, I want you to answer the question. It's not a victory. Since when is acquittal not a victory? I mean, I don't care how I get acquitted, but I got acquitted. We remember all the cases, main famous cases of acquittal, even though it's in some cases it was obvious, and one of those obvious cases is OJ. But an acquittal 
is an acquittal, yeah, this, regardless this of what not, people think. This was, not, this was not an acquittal. I mean, number one, for lack of a better term, it was not a jury. Uh, we knew from the beginning that he was going to be acquitted in inverted commas because the majority of the jury, in, again, in inverted commas, were members of the Republican Party. So you can't really say this was a fair trial, again, in inverted commas, because it wasn't a trial. It was a show. It was a media show. And I think the Democrats played their cards quite well in exposing Trump and um, uh, you know, revealing the, 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 the real facts of what actually occurred during that conversation between Trump and Zelensky. So we knew from the beginning that this was, this was going to end up with an acquittal, but it was not a, a, a well and just constituted jury. It was a majority uh, Republican Party members sitting on the jury who acquitted Trump, and we knew about it from the beginning that it was going to happen. All right, hold the thought. I want to take a break and come back. When we come back, we'll continue to chew on this better. We're taking your call. Stand by. Across South Africa, online and on radio. SAFM, let's talk. Welcome back. You're still listening to The Headspace. We're having a conversation uh, with uh, Timbi Sao Timbi Safagude, who's an Al Jazeera researcher and analyst for Al Jazeera Center for Studies in Qatar. And he's also a columnist in the Middle East, Martyr in London, the United, United Kingdom. He talks, he talks to us from his perspective and he's given us some insights as to what exactly we should read into the story that has broken ever since last night, if I'm not mistaken. And, uh, well, this is very important because out of all these stories that have been coming out, the one clear story is how he has responded to all of this. Trump, that is. But I still want us to talk about it. The lines are open 0891 Taking your calls and your WhatsApp voice notes and texts on our WhatsApp line 0614 Again, 0614 So, uh, Tim when we're talking about uh, Mr. Trump, and, and I want us to be very clear, this is a person who has not been exposed by this hearing. This hearing is did not bring anything new. It simply put on record what everyone knew long before he was elected as head of state or head of the union. And my curiosity is, what exactly are we referring to when we're saying the Democrats exposed him? Because we knew he was talking foul long before he was elected. He was involved in deals that were somewhat uh, questionable long before he became president. And the way he relates and deals with women was known even during his campaign. So my curiosity is, what exactly is that the Democrats have exposed about Donald Trump that Americans did not know and the world over? Well, you're right. I don't think we they've exposed anything additional to what to what we already know. But these things do get under the skin of Donald Trump. And the more he appears in public, the more you get more um, negative from him. I mean, what happened tonight, for example, it's you I mean it's, it's quite embarrassing uh, for those uh, watching and for the. Um, the sensible uh, minds within the Republican Party that were listening to him when he was addressing the crowd at the, at the White House. That's the first point. The second point is that, you know, once you reach that point, 
uh, in your career, whether political career or business career, it's all about legacy. And I think uh, most presidents will want to be known as the greatest leaders that uh, were responsible for bringing change and leading their country, you know, like Madiba, for example, was to South Africans. And I will argue that the, 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 the title of an impeached president steals that limelight, and it's going to do that for Donald Trump. But the other thing which I think this trial did expose was, at least for us who have been observing from afar, is the American democratic process. Uh, you, you get to understand that the checks and balances. And, uh, and for me, that was also quite, quite interesting. But uh, contrary to what most people have said, I think uh, Donald Trump will certainly be dented by this. I know the, the polls are communicating something different mm, uh, after mm. this. Uh, many people, uh, well, the Gallup poll that was conducted uh, says that Donald Trump's uh, favorability within the U.S. has kind of you know, kicked up uh, a couple of notches. But I think as we, 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 we move along towards the November uh, general elections in the United States, or presidential elections, rather, in the, in the United States, we're going to have Donald Trump making more mistakes, and he will be referring, by and large, to the, the, the proceedings that uh, took place uh, over the past uh, 15 days uh, during his impeachment trial uh, in, in, in trying to bolster his, uh, his, his support. But I don't think that will do him any favors uh, because you already seen the language that he's chosen, and this was not by mistake. I think these are these are some of the terms that were agreed way before uh, his 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 utterances today. I mean, he used very very foul language, including sleazebag uh, and and all those kind of things that at some stage even um, used yes. the word BS. Yes, I mean that's 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 for me. I think uh, for for sensible. Uh, Americans who've been watching and listening, it's not going to actually uh, be acceptable to have a person who's supposed to be leading their nation, uh, representing them and speaking uh, or uttering such uh, such such language uh, in, 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 in public. Oh, Mr. Fakud, have, uh, have you a short memory? These Americans are the very same people that elected him after he was caught on camera and it was videotaped and he didn't dispute it that he says he can grab women by the you know what the by the private part and he didn't use that word and still they elected him surely this yeah. is nothing compared to that well let us remember that he didn't win the popular vote uh, and i think uh, what will happen now if the the, the democrats go out and and, and canvass for more support, um, we might have uh, different results. Uh, so yes, it did win, but Hillary Clinton did win uh, a popular vote. In other words, uh, if it was a South African system of one man, one vote, Hillary Clinton would have won that election. So uh, it was electoral votes that saved uh, Donald Trump's skin. So let us not forget that. that it does not Indeed, and American that's what matters. The popular vote does not win the day. The popular vote is insignificant in American politics. Uh, their electoral system declares differently and I wouldn't be bothered by the popular vote it's only the media that would talk about the popular vote what puts me into office is actually the electoral college why should I be bothered by the popular vote no no I, to I totally agree with in fact I would like to see him coming back I mean with the world that Donald Trump 
will, will be quite a boring world, isn't it? Especially for <laughs> journalists and, and the media. Yeah. So it will be, it will be a, very, a very boring four years with Donald Trump. So I think he should come back. But if he does come back, he'll be, he'll be fed at digging himself into a hole. Uh, because post the second term, I think there will be a lot, a lot of challenges for him. And we might see a number of uh, legal proceedings uh, against him as well. Mm. So, I mean, he has, uh, you know, kind of disturbed a number of uh, institutions within the United States and shake and, and it kind of shook a uh, lot of systems that were created over the years uh, in the United States. Uh, the, 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 I mean, things that were not common mm. are now uh, common. They call them the new common Indeed. Uh, in, in, in politics. So there's a lot of new commons, including bigotry, racism, and all those kind of things. And that's, that, that's the problem. Uh, is, there's been a lot of pushback on, on, on a lot of social political uh, gains in the United States. Yes, they are doing well in terms of economics, but uh, socially and politically, uh, it will take them uh, a long time to regain the confidence uh, which they had before. The American exceptionalism has simply evaporated uh, over the past uh, seven and a half years. In spite of the fact that in his State of the Union address, which was ripped in two by, uh, <laughs> by uh, oh, I forgot her name, the, the Madam Speaker. Nancy, Nancy Pelosi. Nancy Pelosi. Yes, correct. Uh, it, it seems as though, according to him, the State of the Union is by far better than it was before. And according to him, this warrants uh, more talking about making America great again. According to him, America is being made great again. Something to be proud for them. And I want to remind you that uh, his his approval rating, as you said, has gone so high that it is shocking even for CNN to even mention that because uh, from his election, from when he was elected as president to now, he's being they, they approve of him even more. Is it possible that perhaps all this talk of Russia and impeachment may have, well, increased his imp- approval ratings? Well, it tells you about the state of the the, the American body politic, isn't it? Uh, that you'll have someone who's making such blatant political mistakes and yet he still uh, manages somehow to, uh, to maintain his popularity, if not increase it yeah. by a number of notches. So that's, that, that's problematic and it's it poses a challenge for a country like the United States uh, to be presenting this to the world because, uh, you know, we have a lot of people who will mimic Donald Trump's political tactics. Uh, you know, monkey sees, monkey does, so they say. Um, so I think that's, that's, that's problematic. And I don't think it's something to celebrate because America still remains, by and large, a leader in, uh, in, in the world. Uh, they have got one of the strongest democratic system that many countries should, I will argue, emulate, um, notwithstanding some of their faults, of course, of invading uh, countries and installing their own preferred uh, leaders. But in, 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 in general, they've got the systems work there. And it, it, it has been an, an example to many countries, uh, but with people like Donald Trump uh, who seek to undermine that uh, and, and, and compromise the what's so-called the American exceptionalism, it is uh, indeed a problem. Uh, moving forward. John Bolton um, is a very interesting character, which the Democrats are suggesting that they might even bring him or subpoena him so that they can have a criminal charge uh, preferred against Donald Trump. Is this something that Trump is worried about or should be worried about? His, well, uh, his yes, national security yes. advisor? 
you're threatening to sue him <laughs> if he publishes the book. Yeah. So we'll, we'll have to wait and see. I think it's, it's, it's supposed to happen sometime in March, uh, whether the book will be published or not. But the manuscript is the manuscript um, is out. Uh, it was leaked somehow, and it was meant to uh, tamper with the impeachment uh, proceedings. Uh, and many people were hoping that he was going to be subpoenaed to come and testify uh, before the Senate, uh, but that didn't happen. So it, we'll have to wait and see what the book uh, has to say. My only challenge is that, you know, it, it, it will sound like sour grapes. I mean, this is the man who was uh, fired by Donald Trump. And uh, you'll expect uh, him, of course, to say uh, certain negative things about his uh, former boss. Yeah. Uh, so many people, yes, are anticipating the, 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 the release of the book. But I don't think it's going to be too little too late, if you ask me, because mm. it would have been more uh, relevant uh, to have the book published during uh, the impeachment trial. Yeah. Um, but to have the book published in March after the impeachment trial is gone, it will only help, perhaps, it might just help the, 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 the Democrats towards uh, November presidential elections. But mm. I don't see... I don't see it making any um, substantial mark in the political process at the moment. Let's listen to what President Trump said and um, listen to his tone. I'd like to hear your assessment of his tone and the things that he's saying. Remember, he sounded so... uh, In fact, let me not characterize it. Draw your own conclusions. Listen to this and then we'll talk about it shortly after. Stand by. It was evil. It was corrupt. It was dirty cops. Uh, it was leakers and liars, and this should never, ever happen to another president, ever. I don't know that other presidents would have been able to take it. Some people said no, they wouldn't have. What, what do you make of that? His tone doesn't sound the or- like the ordinary Trump. What do you make of, of that statement and how he sounds his tone? I think it's very, very angry. Uh, I think it's going to uh, retaliate harshly, particularly towards uh, Mitt Romney. Um, but we also need to understand that, personally, I do feel there was a, an amount of unfairness uh, from the the whistleblower, uh, because I'm sure there were a number of uh, conversations that have happened before, which arguably would have also deserved uh, attention um, as the one that occurred between the President Zelensky and Donald Trump, but never did. So it looks like a witch hunt. Uh, it looks as if it was an act of desperation from the from the Democrats. Uh, so to an extent, you, you feel for him. But at the same time, for the Americans and for the Democrats, this is something that has occurred before, where the President has used external uh, influence to deal with his political opponents uh, domestically. So the Americans uh, will argue that they don't want to see that repeated. Uh, so whether the person or the, wh- the whistleblower was planted there specifically to to listen out for, for such statements, uh, it's yet to be proven. Yeah. But um, I think I, I, I do, to an extent, feel for, for Donald Trump. But at the same time, as Mitt Romney said, there was something wrong that occurred uh, in that discussion. And one of them was a pure blackmail yeah. uh, that will hold the, we would hold the, the 391 uh, USD, million, million USD, I mean, $391 million, um, which was destined to Ukraine. Yeah. Uh, and uh, in return for uh, the Ukrainians, 
particular Zelensky instituting certain uh, investigations against Hunter Biden and his father. Mm. But for me, I must say, on a lighter note, what I've learned is the new word called cut, cut pro quo. Yeah. yeah. Which means tit for tit. <laughs> yeah. This, is, <laughs> this, this was extremely educational. Okay. Uh, I struggled for a while uh, trying to understand what it is. Yeah. But Donald Trump kept on saying there was no quid pro quo. Yeah. Yeah. This whole thing. But, I mean, based on Mitt Romney's test, testimony yesterday, uh, I mean, it's clear uh, that there was a uh, quid yeah, if between you, Zelensky and Trump. If you do not know anything about quid pro quo, uh, late night <laughs> comedians, they, they, they educate us all the better and <laughs> all the funnier <laughs> about the phrase. Thank you very much, man, Tim. We, we really appreciate you coming through and talking to us and your insights, sir. Thank you. Tembisa Fagude is an Al Jazeera researcher, analyst from Al Jazeera Center for Studies in Qatar, Doha, and he's also a columnist for the Middle East Monitor in London, United Kingdom. It's 22 minutes now before 11. You are listening to The Headspace.